What's up, everyone? On our plate for this week, we have the latest rumors on the new handheld PlayStation developing. Asus announces their Steam Deck competitor on the worst possible day. We figure out why everyone's obsessed over Life Weaver, the newest support hero coming to Overwatch 2. All this and more on Season 7, Episode 14. Press X to start Gamers Digest. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, CJ, a.k.a. Sexy Android, a.k.a. TAC56 Supremacist right here. I said what I said, and I mean what I said. M4 is cool, but TAC56 is where it's at. I am joined by... I am Sean M.F. Ross. What does the M and F stand for? I have risen. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Every day that boy rise, you know what I mean? Every day. <laughs> And last up, but not least up. Hey, everyone. It's me, Avery. Hey, Avery. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Yeah. I hope it continues that way. It, it might. There might be a... Uh, we'll see. There's a, current, <laughs> right? there's a current Valorant match that's really going to determine how my night goes. <laughs> uh, that's understandable. All right. Press X to start Gamers Digest is a video podcast that condenses the most important gaming news from this past week into an hour-long meal just for you. So we hope that you are seated with a napkin on your lap and your mouth agape. Because we are live on YouTube every Sunday, 3 p.m. That's right now. Eh, we're a little late today, but you know, you need to get what I mean. Hello to your mouth. Um, phrasing? Yeah. I'm working on that, you know? Okay. Don't forget, please, Please support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and hit the notification bell. If you are listening, we would greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast services you are tuned in on. If you want to join our conversation, you can by joining our Discord at pressx2start.com slash Discord. All right. With that being said, I know who we are and what we're doing here, and um, hope you're hungry. Avery, what's happening in the wide world of gaming? Uh, a lot of things. So this is from IGN India. Uh, this is from Sanchez Saxena. Sony PlayStation, more details about the new handheld gaming console codenamed Q-Light out. Okay, so there was a report by, I believe, Tom Henderson and uh, in his Insider Gaming uh, blog that Sony currently has a brand new handheld device uh, in the works. According to Tom's details, they have it planned for late 2024, early 2025, but all his... Reporting has only given him information that it will be out after their next generation refreshes to the PS5, whether that be the PS5 Pro or that be the PS5 Lite with the detachable disk drive. Uh, the biggest piece of information about this uh, device is that while it is being identified as a handheld device, it is in no way, shape, or form a Switch or a Steam Deck in its uh, uh, operation power, that it is fundamentally a... Um, device designed entirely for remote play and being a turnkey easy solution for remote play why i okay this shit better be cheap that like i there's so there's so much when i first saw this break i was just like okay maybe this is a joke maybe this is just like bad reporting but then like a lot of more people picked up on it and i was like okay i guess there's some weight to this but like where is the data that indicates that people want this 
Uh, okay. I've looked into that. And okay. while there is no like stats about remote play, there is enough sort of like uh, word of mouth I've heard over the years that remote play is really good uh, if you have solid internet. It is. Uh, and then you couple that with the reality of the situation is people, or at least a vocal minority of people, want a PlayStation Steam Deck. Realistically, how much do you think a PlayStation Steam Deck will cost? Because it's exactly. them, yeah. Which, yeah, which is them putting the, essentially the inner of the PS5, which is already a big machine, into a portable chassis, which indicates they're going to have to downgrade its parts, which makes it a fundamentally weaker machine, which will change the way all games have to be optimized for this and create another layer of bullshit that developers have to go on, especially PlayStation developers who have had the uh, luxury of just being like, outside of a couple of games that are cross-buy, cross-gen, we have the luxury of building for one SKU, uh, which I think is the big problem. I think the Steam Deck and the Switch have changed the way handheld gaming works, and PlayStation is not in the mood to have another Vita situation, and they're not in the willingness to deal with the... Especially in the wake of the... It's, it's, it's hard to parse. There's a lot of individual yeah. factors going around in this decision. This decision, in my opinion, makes sense. It will only make sense if you figure out price. If this thing is less than $150, then it makes sense to just a side thing that people who use remote play to have a turnkey solution that PlayStation yeah. can sell for a good amount of money. That really won't hurt PlayStation in any way, shape, or form, because essentially, as far as what the reports go, that it is essentially just a PS5 controller with a screen in the middle of it. Which, I think, that part, that's a great design, because PS5 controller, to me, to a lot of us, one of the best controllers out there, you know what I mean? It's great. I think, as you're saying, and as Sean said, the price is going to be the main factor. As much as I, I, I came to this, like, who asked for this? Who wants this? If they put this out there, and it's a good price. I can see myself picking this up. I say that because oftentimes I'm downstairs playing mm -hmm. whatever game, and like Shereen, my wife, is like, hey, come to bed. And I'm like, well, let me finish this game. If I could just remote play and go up to the room and play the game on this PlayStation. I mean, have you not done that with your phone already, though? I mean, I hear the backbone is pretty good. So here's the thing, right? I, I I messed around with the idea of getting a backbone, but I think ultimately the games that I play, and actually it's going to depend on this Q light or whatever. The games that I play, I need to be able to see like the radar and stuff. And if it's like really small, it's it's just harder to to do. So I think if this screen, if this happens to be like the same size as like a Switch, that's perfect. It said, that's according to Tom's uh, reporting, it's going to have an eight inch lcd screen oh man inches they do matter <laughs> I, I what is the size of a switch i don't i haven't touched my switch in months so you're, you're, you're up the wrong tree. <laughs> so yeah like uh let me look that up i, I think that i think the the bigger screen size would be more appealing to me because and like again uh but i think last year yeah last year for sure because of how time works Switch is uh, 6.2 went... inches. So it's bigger than the Switch. That's okay. All right. They they might have sold me with this. Like... And the Steam Deck is 7 inches across. Why do you measure it like that? Go ahead. I'm... Oh. I feel like. Anyways, we're going. That's a different rebel. But yeah, I, I, with that size, I think that's actually a really beneficial thing to have. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm cautiously optimistic. 
you guys changed my mind. I was, I was very much so cost um, as, as long as it can keep the frame rate up, because I mean, obviously, it's going to have a uh, SSD of some sort or, you know, uh, solid storage. Is it? It's not. That will require. It's going to stream. Yeah, it's a remote play device. I hear you. What I'm saying is, if they do not make it a streaming device, this is all still speculation, right? I mean, it's not. Spe- okay. I'm of the mindset that Tom Henderson, for the most part, he has the right information. I also mm-hmm. don't think that it's in Sony's best interest at currently in the wake of the PSVR 2 and all that type of situation to spend as much R&D to build an actual proprietary handheld device. Uh, I think the remote play decision from everything they've described about this seems about in line with what I believe a PlayStation would want to do. So I don't think they're going to put any real meat into this beyond it having the ability to connect to your content. I guess. I, I was just going to say, uh, as long as it's something that could keep the frame weight up, they could have a 720p screen. The resolution doesn't matter as long as you have the frame rate there yeah. for a mobile device. I mean, Steam Deck is only 720p, I think. Right. So if this, if this follows the same rules as remote play, as long as you have internet, you can play your PS5, as long as it's turned yeah. on or whatever. Yes, it doesn't correct. matter where you are. Okay, that's actually that's yeah. actually not a bad thing. Like the more I think about it, the more I'm like, okay, this actually kind of works. It kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's one of those situations. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those situations where, like, when you see this headline, you're like, "What the fuck are you doing, PlayStation?" But then when you really yeah. look into it, and I'm like, people who because there's been a big audience who's been asking for a portable PlayStation because they want that hardware out there, and this is PlayStation giving you a at least a solution for at least this generation until say next gen when they are more inclined to build a more robust device yeah yeah i agree listen my friends what you don't need is a portable playstation what you could be doing when you're out is catching up on one piece like me (laughs) (laughs) i guess that's one way to spend your time I, you might be the um, the only one on this cast that would uh, dedicate yourself like that. So, you know, more props to you for uh, being strong in your commitments. I appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sticking on the handheld talk, our next story is from The Verge. Uh, this is from Jay Peters. Asus announces its handheld gaming PC in the worst way possible. So, uh, on April Fool's Day, Asus put out a series of promoted tweets about a handheld device. I only knew this thing existed because I follow 100 Thieves Hiko, and he had been tweeting about this. And I'm like, huh, I don't give a shit about this. And so I moved on. And then the next day, it's like, oh, this is a real thing that's going on. And I'm like, oh, so it's a Steam Deck competitor that is essentially going to be a stronger Steam Deck. Yeah. Uh, that's about as far as I got. Because, like, um, once again, keep it a buck. Uh, I don't own a Steam Deck because I don't care about a Steam Deck. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, this, And is it going to have access to Steam games? Like, that's the big draw for Steam Deck, right? So it, I think it will. But I think you run into the issue where Steam has their own dedicated device. So whatever parallels that happens to make sure that device, like, works buttery smooth this aces device is going to have just a little bit harder time getting access to that because 
Steam is making sure their stuff works, and that's like the first thing that they need to work. Not on. necessarily. You don't think just so? owning a game on Steam doesn't make it Steam Deck compatible? If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. They the the developer has to do some stuff too, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, like the yeah. Steam Deck is a essentially it is a Steam box, but just in a handheld form. So it's just a modular PC that they built for that. So it's like it doesn't even have like the traditional specs of most games. So games themselves on PC, which because they have that wide berth of things they need to mm-hmm. uh, uh, optimize for, they just have to pick a specific type of optimization and make sure it works on the Steam Deck. Okay. So essentially, the Stasis device could just target that Steam Deck compatibility uh, spec and be fine. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, uh Steam Deck competitor, that's cool. Uh I hope this is good in regards to it being marketed on April first. I mean, I've seen worse things. Our next story is from Kadaka.com. This is from Kenneth Shepard. Overwatch 2's hot new support hero, Life Weaver Leaks, fans already obsessed. So uh the next season of Overwatch is uh actually it's already happened by now. Uh and Life Weaver is already up to be played by everyone. Uh, Life Weaver is a Thai-based support hero with what I like to say is a kit that doesn't make sense to me at all, but an interesting kit nonetheless. Uh, They have a litany of abilities that, for the most part, really don't synergize into a central idea of what you want to use with this hero. So like with, hey, you play Mercy, you play Mercy for the constant heals and the ability to uh, maneuver herself around the map to provide heals for everyone. You play Moira for her ability to essentially attack and heal at the same time. You play Brigitta for her ability to offer healing while protecting and things like this. I can't figure out what the central idea of this character are, but he has a bunch of super interesting abilities such as uh, his uh, ability to move a character across the map against their will and provide them shields. Specifically healing target. <laughs> I wonder if yeah. you can do it with enemies. You can. You can only use with allies. Okay. Uh, he can drop a uh, lotus pad on the ground that when any unit touches it will instantly reposition them into the air. And then he also has a uh, dash ability that heals him when he does it. So there's a, I, I, there's a lot of movement-based abilities mm-hmm. tied into his kit, but like I don't understand the loop to this character. But that's just me. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of <laughs> ridiculous. Um... Watching the the gameplay, I I have it up right now. I mean, the people playing will figure out how to uh, use it, even if it's not in the manner intended. But I I feel like I feel like he's going to be a really easy character to use. In that, I, I imagine the the weakness is going to be how much damage he does, or maybe how much health he has, or something like that. Well, well like, I mean, I, I I'm I'm sure they're going to balance. He's going to play balance, but when I talk about not understanding his kit, I'm talking about the intuitiveness of his kit. When every character's ability funnels into another part of their their kit, it makes sense. Like, here's an example. When you play Bloodhound in Apex, every aspect of that character's kit funnels into every other use of that kit. I look on the ground, I see tracks, I follow those tracks, it tells me, oh, there's an enemy who's been here 10 seconds ago, I pop my scan, I scan the entire battlefield, I pop alt, and then... I run across the battlefield at sonic speed, just running people down with constant scans. Every aspect of that kit yeah. funnels into that and makes sense. Life Weaver is a character where I don't understand where the synergy works with that character, which mm-hmm. to me seems a little bit unintuitive, coupled with what I think are a layer of power creeps I don't like. Like, 
I'm a big yeah. believer of if a character has an ability, it should do one thing. And if a character has an ability and it does multiple things, I find that a little bit like Seer at release. Yes. Like it's not, it's not that he just has a dash; it has a dash that heals him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, not and that he, he shielded too. Yeah, it's not that he has an ability to just move characters across the map. It also shields them. It's also it's like it's one of those things. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally get that. Like, I, I think the power creep argument is a very real argument in this case with this character because, like I said earlier, like he kind of does everything. So it does feel like all right, you have this character on your team. You're pretty much good with heals and even positioning to that in a way so it does feel like all right like what does this do for the other healers like how does this how does life weaver stack when it comes to the other healers like are they going to rebalance the other healers which you know i doubt it because this is overwatch so it it is a weird thing of like all right well i guess they're just going to take away some of his stuff to make him more balanced but then it's just like well why didn't you just do that in the first place like why are you guys rushing also where is the single player stuff but yeah they like releasing broken characters they release to have you know let people have fun and then they'll tone it back. That seems to be the consensus. Yeah, but like that just uh, I, I feel I feel like if you are constantly in the state of doing that, it doesn't feel good as a person who comes to the game, plays with the character, like, oh, I really like this, and they just start peeling stuff back from the character and it's just like, all right, I guess I'll just play a different character because like I don't even that character now is just different. Like, what the hell? So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I hear you, but we're not yeah. seeing the engagement numbers and all the numbers yeah, that you're looking yeah, at yeah. from the other side of the yeah, table. So, if anything, if anything, we know that like this first week, first month, or whatever, the numbers are going to be completely crazy because well, there's, there's also the content, there's also the game. issue of new Overwatch characters in that you have to spend money on the battle pass to actually play the character at release. Oh, that's right, I forgot about that. Oh, e, all right, well, yeah. I guess I will continue to... Uh... How much is it? What, $10? I guess, yeah. Mm, I guess. Yeah. Hey, listener, you know it's free, though? If you like this video, you subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell. That's all free. You can do that right now. All you have to do is just do, what, do what I just said. It's free to love us. It is free to love us. We don't, we don't charge anything. Except for your time. Our love don't cost a thing. And your clicking finger. We charge two things. So, yeah, uh, do that. We greatly appreciate it. And then if you are listening and you are unable to use your click finger, please leave us a review. That would also require your fingers. Anyways, hey, leave us a review. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. And enjoy our content. And wash your hands. All right, Avery. What's happening again? Okay, this is a story from Ethan Gotch uh, from Kotaku.com. Microsoft escalates war against PlayStation Nintendo emulation on Xbox Series XS. So because of the way the Xbox Series X and X and S, fucking hate that title, uh, are designed to essentially work in tandem with Microsoft on PC so that they're fundamentally all one ecosystem, as a piece of hardware, it is super easy to uh, run emulation through it, uh, through various sort of side channels that the the uh, the, uh, the console it has built into it in order to communicate efficiently with PC. Uh, so Microsoft has been in the past targeted various uh, how do they say targeted various uh, emulation software that's appeared upon it. Uh, as of now, however, they're making a more concerted effort to remove emulation upon it. Uh, this is one of those situations where there are everyone's of two minds in regards to emulation. Uh, so there is 
more outcry than you would uh, surmise, if that makes sense. Um, so it looks like they have limited or restricted emulators in retail mode, but you can still access it in dev mode. Yeah, but I think that like requires a little more to do to get that to work. But it's not that. Hard. I, yeah, you still you still have the ability though, which is which is good. Yeah, so I think this is this is weird. I I feel bad for them, but I I kind of understand Microsoft's stance on this in terms of. They can't officially allow for this. Yeah, ultimately. yeah, because yeah, which like, I it, it's 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 one thing to turn your head at it, but then like I don't know. Part of me kind of feels like it maybe like Nintendo and PlayStation are like, hey, look, you have a bunch of people playing our old games on your console, and not just old games. We're not. <laughs> oh, oh, it's, emu- it's emulation. Yeah. As long as, oh, as, long as you can figure whatever. it out, you can. Pirate. Yeah. Pirate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm I'm not with uh, the emulation of current consoles, but if something is not on sale anymore and there's no legal way for you to buy it, yeah, you know, have at it. Whatever. Yeah, especially if it is like more current game that you're able to get like your hands on it. That's definitely a issue. That's definitely yeah. a no no. Especially when Microsoft is trying to land this whole deal thing too. So it yeah. kind of makes sense. So. It, it sucks for the people who are using it for an, an altruistic way, but hey man, dev yeah. mode, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I My stance on emulation has been the same since it's always been. It, like, I agree with the if you cannot access the games via traditional if the games just are gone. I have no problem with someone emulating things, but if content can be acquired through legal means especially from the platform holders that just require you to spend money and you're emulating, you can go fuck yourself because you're just being a pirate and piracy is dumb. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, we'll see how this progresses. More emulators are just going to show up. So this is not like emulating. Emulation is like hacking in that like you, you can't stop, kill an idea. Yeah. You, you stop one and people are just going to keep moving on to keep doing yeah. it. Okay. Our next story is from uh, Jordan Midler from VGC. EA Sports FC shows up new logo and teases more details in July. So essentially, uh, EA, who has uh, who has broken off with FIFA, already announced that their new game is called EA Sports FC. They showed off the brand new logo and, uh, and are slowly trickling out more details about what their game is going to be, including uh, certain clubs and uh, leagues who are also going to be in the game to just uh, assuage fears, if that makes sense, of the player base. Yeah, this is... It's interesting. I like a good logo design. As uh, people know, I'm, I'm a graphic designer. I'm actually trying to look for the video that has the logo. But um, as a logo, I think it's interesting. That's pretty sharp. I, yeah. I I think this is the best that they could do with the given circumstance. I also don't know. Because I know there's a lot of people saying like, oh, well, since they lost the FIFA license, like, are people even going to know what what ea sports fc is versus like oh ea sports fifa yeah i know that but i feel like i feel like there's not going to be much of a change i i guess it depends on whether or not they can also get the 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 names and likenesses i think it's just the name fifa that it cannot use which is you know recognizable but i I mean it's more than FIFA. fifa runs the world cup so it's not just FIFA. It is the World Cup in itself, and all those things are attached to it. I hear you, but I'm, I'm saying they can still use team names and the player names, yes? 
Yes. If they have enough onboarding, you know, to let people know, hey, this is our new name. I mean, because besides this, what was the other shit? Uh, Konami's oh, game, Pez? Pro 11? Yeah. Pez. It, it's eFootball. It, it sold well enough. I mean, if people know well, that EA Sports... It's free to play. Oh. It's free to play, mm-hmm. and it was it's, it's actually trash. I downloaded it, and I tried it for a weekend. They we're talking about Pro Evolution versus FIFA. Pro Evolution was the better game, and then uh-huh. FIFA put in Ultimate Team, and that changed everything. Okay, I hear you. So, ultimately, you get this big-ass EA Sports. I mean, I don't know. I haven't booted up an EA Sports game in umpteen years, but I mean, we're, we're, we'll see. I guess well, no. time will tell. I, I, I'm of the mindset that unless there's a brand-new FIFA game this year when this mm-hmm. game comes out, which I doubt it, then this game will be fine getting market share because everyone's going to be asking, oh, when's the next FIFA? And no one's going to say, oh, they're not making it yet. They're going to say, oh, it's right here, but they changed the name. Uh, I mean, I feel like the better game eventually will win. Look at, uh, they had NFL 2K and they had Madden and they had NBA 2K and they had, uh, fucking, I don't, I don't remember the goddamn name of the basketball game, but you, you know what I'm trying to say. The better game would eventually succeed. The actual trailer for the local I do like because it shows like where the idea came from for the triangle. So it's like, oh, this triangle is actually your your indicator for your player. And we've taken the triangle through all the years, and that's what we use to create the basis for this logo. So it's like it shows like the importance of the logo and why or the importance of the triangle and like why the, the logo is based off the triangle. So that's cool. I can appreciate that as a graphic designer. That's awesome. Um yeah, I just I feel like I think it's just like a thing that they have to do. And I don't, I really don't feel like there's going to be any real difference, especially from the fact that we know that FIFA's actual game to replace this is going to be like a blockchain, like BS kind of thing. So it's like there's not going to be another competitor to this other than eFootball. And eFootball's not in a great state right now, as far as I can remember. So I think they're going to be fine. Yeah, I think they're going to be fine. I think the logo looks cool. Uh, yeah, it, I think it's going to still have ultimate team, so that's really all that matters. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, our next and I guess final story is from Paul Taffy uh, from Forbes. Risen Evil remake. Ada Wong actress Lily Gao harassed off the internet by fans. So this is in reference to the Resident Evil Four remake that came out recently. Uh, the fourth actress who played Ada Wong in the Resident Evil Two remake was replaced by Lily Gao. Lily Gao played her in the unfortunate Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City movie. Uh, and so Capcom, I guess, liked her performance there enough to, to say, you're just going to be Ada Wong in all material we release forward. So she plays Ada in this game. And the fan base was not happy uh, about her performance in particular. And they took it way too far. And Lily Gao has essentially disappeared off the internet in response to video gamers being video gamers. Stuff them in lockers. I just... This is sad, man. <laughs> I, I hate when this happens. And it's just, I feel like on the, on the actor's side, there's nothing they can do to prepare themselves for this because oftentimes they are caught off guard with the barrage of just internet trolls. Mm-hmm. And internet trolls. And it's just, it just sucks every time it sucks. Uh, like, what, what, what would be a solution to this? There is no solution. There's people no solution. are going to be right? people. <laughs> And the internet allows you to even be more of an asshole due to I also anonymity. want to be clear that the criticism, the hate towards her is essentially based upon people's reaction to her performance. 
This, there isn't like a outside yeah. thing by people are hating. It's like, oh no, we played this game. We don't like your ADA, so we're bringing you hate. So I mean, because you played you play Resident Evil remake, right? Yeah. What was your take on her? I think she wasn't good. Oh okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I but think obviously they, not enough to like. No, God, why would, yeah, no, that's yeah. that's fucking insane. I think yeah. they made the switch because I didn't realize this, and we're getting more and more in the area where representation of voice actors are the most important factor in things. I believe the last person who did Ada Wong was white, so they moved on Ooh. from her and cast uh, an Asian actress instead. That being said, the last Ada Wong was really good, and this one is mm. both a different vibe and not as believable. Mm, okay. I'm tired of this wokeness in our zombie games. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Okay, man. Um... All right, well, that has been it for the gaming news. Huh, we, we, got a, we got a whole lot of time. Look at that. You can sit here and just talk about how the weather is going. And then, no, what we're actually going to do is talk about some games because, Sean, you have played a little dingy of a game. You see what I did there? I said dingy. You know, mm -hmm. you've played a dingy of a game called Dredge. So um, DJ shared this uh, somewhere. I don't remember where. Uh, One of the Discord things. I guess it was on the Discord chat, but I saw it and he's like, "This looks interesting," and I was like, hmm, "This does look interesting." So I ended up buying the uh, deluxe version. <laughs> oh, <sh> <laughs> it's only like two more dollars than the. Uh, oh, okay. You know, I think the regular version is like twenty four dollars. The deluxe is like. 26 27 dollars you know fuck you it. gotta call it the supersized thing huh? <laughs> extra, yeah give me like i think it was like an additional five or ten dollars if you want to get a mm -hmm. separate so why not um mm -hmm. you play this fisherman who washes up you know aboard this town and your and your ship is just utterly destroyed by the elements and whatever happened you can't remember and uh the mayor of this town that you landed in they, they start you off like uh what the hell is it animal crossing where you know, oh. you were washed up, but here's a ship. Here's some fishing gear. You can work it off. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but don't go out at night because there's some shit out there. And um, <laughs> basically, the gameplay loop is you sail around. You see bubbles in the water. You can kind of see fish swirling around below the bubbles. You pull up to them, and uh, there's a little fishing mini game where you have to time it. Uh, they have different capture the fish. Yeah, they they have different mini games, but it's all still just timing. You're still timing things to uh, catch it, or you're dredging up actual loot because you can, you know, pull up doubloons, watches, rings, uh, a sextant if you know what that is. That's an old word. That's the uh, the, it's the tool, the, 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 the navigational tool. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, you you ultimately are catching fish, and when you do catch fish, you have to. Basically play uh, Tetris slash Resident Evil where you have a certain amount of blocks and the fish are shaped in different ways so you can rotate them to kind of fit them on your ship. Um, but you also have to manage your your whole entire inventory consists of your fish as well as your fishing gear, your lights, your motors, all of that stuff. Um, you can upgrade things. Once it turns dark, then you may start to get paranoid, you know. Um, I think I've only fished maybe like once or twice in the dark. I try to make sure my ass was in port by sunset. 
Really? So, <laughs> I actually did not see too much of stuff in the darkness. Um, I was like, hey, he told me I'm to fish in the darkness. So I'm not going to fish in the darkness. You only got to tell me once. Um, <laughs> and ultimately, you sell your fish and you upgrade your gear to, um, I think they have like eight different levels of, you know, ocean depths that you can fish in, you know, shallow, oceanic, volcanic, uh, all. At all. I don't remember. Um, you can upgrade your motors on the boat. You can upgrade your lights. Um, everybody has a, you know, quest that they want you to go do. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the gaming loop. And for some reason, it's just very relaxing. So was there any missions or anything that, that involved you actually having to go out at nighttime? There are or a you... few. Okay. Um, like side missions, mostly. I think. Okay. I think like one or two. But then, you know, one or two required you to go out during the night. But you have a couple different abilities. Uh, You get, like, mystic abilities, kind of. One where, like, you can run away from things, but it overheats your ship motors. Or, like, you can speak some curse words, and it banishes everything away from you for a minute. Or you can, like, put a curse on these fish, and all the fish in this area will bubble up, and you can just pick them out at your leisure. Um... And then, like, there's this one section where I was out past nighttime, and I thought it was, you know, something in the dark that got me. But no, it was just an actual big-ass one-eyed fish that tore up my ship. Because your ship can oh. take damage, <laughs> and if your ship takes damage too much, you know, you start from your last save, or what have you. So, yeah, you hear little whispers, and you see little swirls of, like, lights in the night, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, And also have, like, when you pick up the fish, they have, like, aberrations of fish. So you may pick up a guppy, but then they have, like, a, a guppy with three heads or some, you know, three eyes, some shit like that. And ultimately, your, your goal is just to collect everything in this game. Okay, okay. So, how is the... Because you, you said you got attacked by a, a giant fish. Like, how is the maneuverability of the ship? Like, is that... Was it a thing where you couldn't get away from it because you're just... In you start situation? out dog shit slow. Oof. Okay. <laughs> but then you eventually upgrade your ship speed little by little. But also, like where this fish attacked me, you can't just bounce into rocks. That also damages your ship. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So interesting. Interesting. Do, is yeah. there like any? Is there any way of defending yourself from the no. the? No, oh, just run. That's just okay. run. You get explosives at some point in the game, but that's to blow up rocks, not uh, uh fish. Yeah, so that's what he has up on screen. Uh, you know, it was an enjoyable game. I, I sat there and I mainlined it between that and uh, One Piece. I was on the seas for a good week, just yeah. nonstop. <laughs> so did you? Uh, so so how was the ending of it? Because I is it is it like a giant mystery that you like? They have two the endings. End? Um, they have two endings, a good and a bad. Uh, spoiler alert: three, two, one. Uh, the bad ending. Ultimately, there's this gentleman that wants you to collect artifacts. And it turns out that you were on the ship with him, or you were him. Because the, the, the book that you've been getting the powers from, he asked you to get all these artifacts, and at the end, you realize it's you this whole time in the mirror. And apparently your wife died. And, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you want to get her back from the deep. So you're getting all these cursed items to oh. get her back. The issue is when you do, you release the Kraken. And now everything oh, really? is just gone to shit. Yes, it's literally this oh. huge thing comes out of the water. 
Chaluchulu is something. It's it's huge. Cthulhu. Whatever you want to call it, man. So you, you summon Okay. All right. That's hey, that's or, cool. Yeah, cool. Or the good ending is uh, you know, you argue with yourself and you're like, I'ma just throw this book away. This book of incantations is no good, you know. Yeah. And you still get eaten though. You just get eaten <laughs> by a different fish instead of Cthulhu at the end. <laughs> but you're no longer endangering the rest of the world by releasing this okay. thing. So it's an interesting out. uh go out on top. Yeah. Or on the bottom. Yeah. Davy Jones Locker. <laughs> but no, it was it was a very enjoyable uh playthrough. I very well made platinum it. Um Okay, okay. I would uh challenge anybody to check out a gameplay video. It's just an interesting uh experience. So I, I guess you would recommend people play that, right? Yeah, I would recommend it. Um okay. of course, as I say, it every game is not for everybody. Check yeah. out a gameplay trailer, but um, I was pleasantly surprised when you showed me it. I was like, "Oh, I'll check that out." Yeah, I'll play some baby boo boo ass games as a camera <laughs> says. <laughs> All right, um, I guess uh, so. There was a couple things that I was I was rattling around with. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I just want to talk about the Jedi Survivor gameplay trailer that that mm-hmm. dropped because I think it's interesting in that. A lot of stuff was shown. A lot of details was released on it. And I'm at a point where I think that is literally the next like big game that's coming out that I may or may not consider getting. I know I know Jordan's gonna get it for sure. So we'll we'll have at least someone. Are you are you gonna get it Avery or no? Uh yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, I, I'm 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 kinda going back and forth about it. So I'm just gonna show it and we can talk about it a little bit and then we can end this thing. Like how we do. All right. So they showed a lot of footage of this game, and I thought it looked pretty good. I I had a lot of issues with the first game because I think they tried to do the whole Dark Souls thing, and I didn't really enjoy their interpretation of that. And there was just like the map wasn't great and so on and so forth. So they've done a couple things in this new gameplay to show that oh like things are changing so now like what's his name cal right his name is cal the main character yeah okay yeah so now he has like five different stances <laughs> thanks for uh shaking your head Sean. <laughs> actually are you gonna get this at all you gonna you gonna i love star trek <laughs> jesus <laughs> perfect 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 (laughs) yeah so um now he has like five different stances and like one of the stances is like a single blade one is a dual blade another is like the dark maul like dual bladed thing and another one of the stances that we haven't seen any information on is like a blaster stance so he gets a beam saber and a blaster so it's like oh that's cool um i'm at a weird place with this game i think what they showed looks pretty cool. It still feels like a double A game to me. In that I think when the camera's not moving, when you are looking at the environment, it looks triple A. Everything looks beautiful, looks high res and stuff. The minute Cal starts walking and the minute he starts having combat and like doing any kind of maneuvers, it feels like there's just a level of polish that is missing in between the different animations and for me like i just can't unsee that so i'm like 
it's it's the one thing where like i will admit like i am not the biggest star wars person i watch star wars i'm watching mandalorian now i'm gonna watch ahsoka because that looks really cool but like when it comes to the games i think i've i've played the last star wars uh, jedi fallen order i played that and i think i played like a demo of battlefront too but that's really been it so I'm not really jazz for this. Like I need to see more for me to get jazz for this. And right now, from what I've seen, it looks, it looks all right. I know a lot of people are excited for this and I don't want to, you know, poo poo on your party because that's gross and poo poo belongs in the toilet. Yes. So, you know, it, this looks, this looks interesting, but yeah, it looks like a, a majority of us is going to be playing this game. So we'll have some coverage on it for sure. Um, yeah, you know what? Okay, that's it. The, the last thing I wanted to mention was um, I I watched the Mario Super Mario Brothers movie. It was a great movie. If you have kids, it's a great kids movie. Uh, if you like Mario in any capacity, go watch it. It's a good time. All right. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it from us. I think we uh, managed to secure the bag, as the youngins say in this day. I know I use that. In you practice. old. That was the point. That was the joke. Okay, you're supposed to laugh. Ha ha ha. Anyway, I'm gonna laugh that you're old. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoy making it. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell. Don't forget to uh, leave us a happy review. And um, yeah, with with that being said, you you take care. You be safe when you're playing some games. Remember to. Eat, because that's important. Also, drink lots and lots of water, because you got to stay hydrated. It's starting to get hot, and you don't want to get a heat-induced headache, because those, those are bad. All right. Bye.